0: Hey everyone, Jeremy National Fire Radio back for another episode on the audio platform. Today, firefighter James Denny. This guy, I don't, a couple words to describe you, brother. Hard charger, love that. Smile. Every time I see something on social media with this guy, this guy, if he's in turnout gear and got a helmet on his head, this guy is smiling ear to ear. And it could be from the training ground to getting his ass kicked on the fire ground. He's always smiling. And James, why are you always smiling?
1: Uh, it's because I love the job. Simple yeah, as that.
0: I love that, brother. Fifteen years, Del Rio, Texas, which is a border town to Mexico. Correct.
1: Correct. That is, we're a stone throw away from from Mexico.
0: Yeah, and I want to talk about a little bit about that because I think um, it really paint a picture of what you guys have been dealing with this past year or two, and, and so on, because it, it, it goes to the makeup of who you are, the type of firefighters you guys are down there, and what you deal with. So uh, a couple other things I want to hit on. 15 years in Del Rio, you absolutely love the Fools. I know you're a member of the Alamo area Fools out of San Antonio, Texas. You and I have met a little backstory as to how we met, and Rob was with me, Steve Sanguidoce, and a couple other guys uh, during one of our trips down there with the Alamo Fools uh we met one night late in a gazebo. It sounds romantic. It wasn't. Uh <laughs> but we ended up uh having a bunch of pops and literally just chatting. You had two younger guys with you, right? If I remember correctly.
1: Yes, yes I did. I brought two of my boys with me. One of them was gonna be Jesse Bishop, who is is he's another hard charger within this department we got like minds and we love kind of just training with amongst each our, amongst ourselves pretty much. So, yeah. And then we had a, we had a rookie with us, which is Kevin Ben Hoosier, who was a, he had a special shirt on that day as far as I can remember. And a, Working an
0: harder movie. than an ugly stripper. I'll never that's forget different. it, brother. That was hilarious. Yeah. I got, I think I took pictures <laughs> with him. I'm like, I gotta get a picture of this shirt. I mean, that, that yeah. just sums it up. But I mean, but maybe that's what sums up about who you guys are in, in the town that you fight fires in. You guys are on the go, right?
1: Yes. Yes, sir. We are, man. We, we we love, you know, just being out there for the public, just letting them know that we're here we're here to here to help them. Uh we're all about our, our, our citizens, man. Little do they know that they pay our, our salaries and we want them to know that we give it up one hundred percent for every day that we're on ship for them. So that's pretty much what we are and who we are.
0: Where does this come from? I mean, where for you, like where does that foundation begin for you that that taught you early on the importance of giving.
1: The the the, the backstory behind everything is me and my brother. My brother's a firefighter. He's been here a little bit longer than I have. He's younger than I am. Uh, but we've always been helping out friends and family since we're kids. Both my parents are both deaf mute, uh, so we kind of grew up in a Coda household. We took care of everything for my parents. You know, as long as phone communications with you know whether it be bill collectors or whoever. Sure. But the thing is, we we were always helping out in any way we could. So, I mean, it kind of just led into a field where I thought I'd be pretty good. And my brother goes, you know what, just apply for it. I think you'd be great in it. And sure enough, man, I I mean, I fell so hard in in love with this job. I just, I can't believe it, man. It's a a hell of a ride.
0: So your childhood then, I mean, growing up in a house of adversity, right? I mean, you know, uh, from very early on, it laid the foundation for... Uh, being hands on, carrying yourself, and and uh, working on behalf of your family, right?
1: Yep, that's that's correct. Wow, um, we, I, we've done it. We, we just constantly do it, and, I, and that's that's the biggest part about what I love doing. Is like I am continually helping people. I, I just, you know, we all call it God's work. I mean, we're just helping people that need help.
0: We all call it God's work. I always look for a title. For the podcast. And that might be the one right there. Two minutes in, four minutes in. I already got, uh, I might have the title for what this one's called. Brother, I, and, and I think that, that speaks volumes, right? Because the, the few times that we've met and chatted, I know you came up to New York. I think you were hung out with Rob for a night or two up in New York. I didn't have a chance to get there for that. But, you know, I, I know that you have just this incredible passion, this burning passion for you for training. For your alliance with with the Brotherhood in regards to the Fools and how important that network is for you and what that stands for, talk to me a little bit about the importance of groups like the Fools and the training and camaraderie that comes out of it.
1: I tell you what, the the Fools group has opened my eyes to the to, to the potential of what's out there. Uh, man, if you've never never understood what the Brotherhood is about. That is that's one place where you'll find it all the time, 100% of the time. Uh, I mean, opening your eyes to what's out there as far as trainings, and not very expensive trainings to go to either. So that's what kind of got me set it, but set up in uh, trying to even create my own Fools organization down here. Because usually when I when I go to up to my meetings, I'm traveling over two and a half hours just to attend to 30 minute, one hour meeting and drive all the way back home just so I can get that recharge of what they mean to me.
0: Does it? I mean, what, what does that recharge feel like? Because I'll be honest with you, there are a lot of people that don't know what that what that feeling is. What Can you explain it, like, in your own words? Well, I know what it does to me when I go to conferences and when I meet up and I get to do podcasts like this and talk to great guys like yourself. Like, I know what that does for me, man. That sets that charge again and, and really, you know, lets me hit the ground running. What does it do for you? I mean, can you explain oh. it? Because... I think you might be able to in, empower some people to go pursue it that don't know anything about the fools or, or conferences like that.
1: Yeah, I got you. Uh, pretty much you got to think of it this way. If you feel like you believe that you're a little bit different than somebody else just because you love your job and you, the next guy next to you doesn't get that same mentality that you have, man, going to one of these these little meetings, these conferences, these trainings, you're going to understand like, holy, holy crap, you're not the only person in, in that room that feels that way. Yeah. Everybody within that everybody within that organization, any training, any conference that you go to all has the same mentality that you do and you won't feel crazy pretty much is what it is. I mean, it, just cause you love it. I mean, just because you love the job, I mean it's it's good for you.
0: Did you find that in your first couple in your in your early years of your career? Did you find yourself thinking you might be going crazy because you had this burning passion for it and maybe you weren't getting what you needed from within your own organization?
1: You know, I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. For the first couple of years, I had never received anything. Uh, wow. No, no positive feedback. No, nothing. No real training from anybody within my department. So I had to go outside the sources and seek it out myself. I had I had one of, who is my officer right now, my lieutenant. He took me to a training one time, and man, I felt deeply hard in love with with, with 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 what what they were doing. So, I, man, wholeheartedly, man, I have to thank him for it. But then again, I mean. It's up to the person, the individual to constantly seek that, that that drive and that love and that passion for what we do.
0: Yeah, it's hard, though, sometimes, right? Because if you don't know it exists or you don't know outside, like, I think one of the most important things you could do as a firefighter is explore what's out there outside of your own organization. And I think when you get too wrapped up and consumed with your own organization, whether in a positive or negative that's all you tend to know, and, and I think that's really a, a, a tunnel vision type of view of the job where there's so much more out there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always come into, I always come into work being optimistic. Either it's going to be a good day or a bad day. One person can turn that day upside down, or you can be the positive outcome and just make it a great day.
0: Uh, I got to think, though, I mean, you know, I started the conversation by saying you're always smiling. Every t- every picture I see of you, I was scrolling through your Facebook this morning just looking at a couple things and trying to find a couple talking points or whatever, you know, to, to talk about. And, and, uh, and, I'm, and, and the one thing that struck me is through our interactions and also looking at, like, your social media posts, man, um, always smiling, always seems to be upbeat. How do you do that? How do you put yourself in a mindset like that, especially maybe on a down day that you're having, but you know, the influence that you yield at, at the job. I mean, I've watched yeah, these younger kids, you know, uh, watch you come with you to these training events and so on. I know the influence you have on them. Uh, talk to me about that. I mean, talk to me about maintaining that positive persona and pushing ahead.
1: Oh man, it's, uh, I don't know where it kind of comes from the t- Like I said, I mean, it's just, it's something that's within me, but yeah. man, I, I, when you love the job and, and uh, you get to do what you want to do and have fun at doing it, man, I don't know what, what you could expect, you know, other than a <laughs> smile. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? I I love showing my guys, man. I'm just like, man, okay. We built, I mean, I got to tell you this. We yeah. built pretty much everything in my department, our, our department, you know, just as well as any other small town department, our budgets are, are limited. So whenever they're giving us the opportunity to say, Hey man, we're going to give you a little bit of money, build what you can. You know how big of a smile on your face that puts? Cause we start thinking and we start, you know, our, our, our minds start rolling amongst ourselves. And we like, okay, we can do this. We can build stuff. We can uh, make ourselves just a little bit better and still come at a job just like anybody else can come at a job, whether you're from a small town or a big job or a big town. You know what I mean? Yeah. So man, man, when we're out there with my boys and we're talking about yourself and, and the mindset is just correct. There's there's no no there's just nothing else you can do except for smile man.
0: I, so okay, there. so I'm making I'm making some notes right. I, I I like to make notes while we do interviews, and I, I said, you know, budgets are limited. D- they do it in house, and then I got frustration question mark because there's there's a lot of times where you know uh, guys that work in uh in in a city or a municipality that can't give appropriate funding or staffing and they're overworked and these guys, I mean, I know you guys are overworked, especially over the last few years with the immigration and things that are happening right on the border um, and so on there. It's very easy to spiral into a negative light on the job or a negative place where you start to resent the job instead of remaining in love with it or continuing to fall in love with it. So, yep. you know, with that is how do I mean, I got to think you guys all have ups and downs and and there are levels of frustration. But overall, that mission is so strong. Where does that mission of strength come from?
1: It's it's within yourselves, man. It's it's all within the company that you're working with and the drive that, that you present. I mean, you you're hoping that it kind of just bleeds off into everybody else has that Uh, was that
0: instilled to you when you got on the job i know you mentioned that one brother who who gave you an opportunity but it sounded like you were you were treading water your first few years meaning you weren't getting what you needed
1: oh correct i mean i mean i tell my guys now my i have a couple of young bucks under me right now and the first three months of their of their knowledge base is way more than what I've what I've had in my first couple of years of being on the on the job. So I mean, I'm telling these guys like, man, I'm giving you all my knowledge so I can make you better than what I was the first couple of years. So yeah, it was tough at the beginning. Now the guy that got me into it, man, he kinda fell off and slipped off a little bit himself. But you know what? He's coming back around to it because I think he's in the right group and the right right mindset and he's slowly turning his head back into being a positive person. So I, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Whenever you see a smile at the end of the tunnel or a light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. and you definitely see his smile now. So it's a great day.
0: What is what is that feeling for you? I mean, I know how important we were talking about some topics that we we're going to touch on and training is super important to you. But listening to that foundation from which you came uh, from your home life at a young age to finding the fire service to finding a, a place in the fire service and looking for more. You come to find that. And now you find yourself 15 years on the line as a, as a firefighter. 15 years nowadays is a senior guy in a fire department. I mean, that's, you know, that is, that's senior. I mean, you know, we got guys that are five, 10 year guys now that are senior, but 15 years puts you in a senior position, especially in a firefighter realm that you still ride in the back step, if you will. Oh, you, yeah. You're making an impact on these young kids. And that's important to you where the, the importance of that, gentlemen showing you the light of taking you to external training, which then just lit off a passion. Is that's what is, is that part of what's fueling you is like understanding what you went through and then taking that and saying, listen, I know what I, my struggles were and, and what I needed. And, and is that what's pushing you to push these kids? Oh yeah, it is.
1: I mean, that's 100% what it is, man. I, I just want these kids to feel at home, uh, understand what the job's about in reality uh, make sure that they know way more than I know.
0: Do you um, have a young job it. right now? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So how many guys, paint a picture for me. How many guys, uh, how big of a department is Del Rio? Just so people get an idea of what you got.
1: So we got, uh, town's roughly about 50,000. Uh, we got four stations, uh, of course, due to staffing levels everywhere across the country, we're, we're riding minimal. So on average, we're running three to four per truck. Okay. On that. Uh, so, um uh, I mean, usually, you know, on shift, you probably have an average of maybe 17 to 18 firefighters. Got it. Uh, when, we, when we roll up to a job, man, you're getting three engines. We have a truck that's a Quint, you know, really gets used only as an engine because we really don't do a lot of roof work down here. So we're pulling ceiling and uh, using whatever water we can get.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and this is this is a border town, correct to Mexico. So I mean, yeah. is there a wall? I mean, yep. just being ignorant, is there a wall? Like, is there is there an actual defined border? Is it a waterway? Like, what what does it look like? Okay,
1: we we are divided by the Rio Grande. Here, okay, so you do have to cross an international bridge. They were building a wall, and that came to kind of a shutdown after certain people got in office. But sure. other than that, man, it's there. I mean, the walls are easily bypassed. Uh, they still cross through the river. Uh, and there's thousands of thousands of people still uh, inundating our, our borders. So thousands, <laughs> like thou- <laughs> yeah. like
0: thousands and thousands of people coming yeah. across. Oh yeah, and yeah, so, it's, it's in, yeah, and so in a real conversation, right? Because we we did speak about this quite a while back, and I know Rob spoke to you about it too, right? Is like that has upped your responsibilities and services, and the stress of the job has it not?
1: Oh, it has, especially during the whole COVID situation. Uh, at one point when we had that roughly about 18,000 people underneath the international bridge that kind of just oh my gosh. bumped up our our uh, 18 I mean you got to imagine it, it bumped up our 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 population by almost half yes. within a week within a week so delivering babies were a norm for that week uh it was it was mind blowing man i mean uh wow. It's 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 a, it's a unique situation to be put in, but man, it, it's kinda died down a bit. We don't see it a lot, uh we don't have the influx like the way it was, but man, yeah. they're still there and they're everywhere. So
0: Yeah. And then so so you're offering medical services as well then. So you guys are yeah. oh,
1: we, we do we do first respond,
0: yes. Sir. First responder. Okay. All right. And then fire duty wise, I mean, how often are you guys going to work down there?
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you um, for us, I have a white cloud on my shift on, on my on my <laughs> My company, so still waiting for that first one to get them wedding. But other than that, I mean, yeah, really it's 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 kind of often. I mean, yeah, it's regular. Have been with our, yeah, it's pretty regular, so we can't complain. Uh, we do get a lot of arson fires around this area, so it's, okay, okay, it's very easy for somebody to come light up a fire and go right back over to Mexico.
0: Oh wow, okay. So with all of that, and the job trending younger for you, and your passion for these young guys, man, now more than ever for you to be maybe thrust it into a mentorship position in a way, right? Whether you want it or not, I got to believe that how outgoing you are and passionate about paying it forward and educating our younger guys. These guys are all looking to you in a way of maybe a mentor or that senior guy. What does that do to you? I mean, is, this, is that a stressful thing for you? Is that something that, that you enjoy? I mean, talk to me about that position of what you do. You
1: know, uh, I, I get a lot of these guys... I get to teach them in the academy, which is kind of nice. A lot of these guys are doing online stuff, of course, because of, of the money issues and stuff. so but when I do get a ha- my hands on them, man it's it's probably one of the best feelings I can actually get. Uh, they keep me on my toes for one thing. I always have to stay on top of you know physical health when it comes to trying to keep up with these young bucks. But the biggest thing is like I just want to just steer them into the right direction. I want them to fall in love with the job as much as I am. I always tell them about the ups and downs. And uh, just how things are run. I mean, I mean, you can't ask for anything better. And the biggest compliment I can receive is like, hey, just thank you for letting me you know what, what we need to do and, uh, and how we're supposed to about, go about doing things. Because nobody ever speaks to them about what job really entails.
0: That's Talk about that some more, if you don't mind. Because I, I think we set our people up for failure quite often by not painting a picture of expectation or reality.
1: So number one thing I do when I get my guys on shift or if I'm talking to the academy, I'm like, hey, man, write a list of what you what you expect to know or what you expect to be doing when you get on shift. If it's not there, the expectations are never going to be fulfilled. A lot of these guys are going on shift with no expectations uh, kind of being delivered to them. And, and they're they're being forced to fail, being forced to fail in the in. And the end result is them wanting to leave the department not liking the job. And, uh, you know, they just despise coming to work. So I make sure that they're put on the right track from the get-go. Now, it's going to be up to them to take the initiative to keep on moving forward with whatever they learned with me, of course. And I want them to constantly ask questions, which is the number one thing for them to be doing. But, man, if the expectations are never given to them on what they need to be doing, they're gonna be doomed to fail, and, yeah. and it happens all the time.
0: It surely does, and it's not just by you. I mean, it's everywhere. It's absolutely yeah, everywhere. And then it's and then it's the the older, more mature. Whether it's a boss, senior firefighter, administration, you know, the chief's command staff, whoever it is, it takes work, right? And and yes. what what I find is is where often trying to find the easier way around things. And when things are more difficult, we tend to shy away or pretend it doesn't exist. And it's almost like we'd rather push people away from the job than do our job in, in inviting them in and, and giving them what they need to stay and maintain and, and to grow their love and passion for it.
1: Yeah. That's pretty much spot on right there, man. I mean, you have to, I mean, it, it, they, our department pretty much jumps on somebody if they say, Hey, well, these guys are going to move to another department because you know they just they're in love with the job they just want to find some more work they want to be busier and they want to train more they want to you know go to more fires and when you're shitting on them for just wanting to be, be wanting them to better themselves i mean there's no there's, there's no justification to fucking be mad at, at somebody for wanting
0: to better themselves so that that's a great lead in because I was going to ask you being in that mentorship position or, or taking on that challenge on your own because you're like hey man I know what these guys need I went through it myself and so I'm going to give them everything that I can to make them bigger and better right I mean that's yes. that's huge but you have to then be willing to answer their questions you have to be willing to open yourself up to to show that you might not know everything or you might not have every answer or point them in a direction. I mean, these guys, these kids are, I mean, the two kids that I met with you in in that gazebo that night at that training event were, I mean, they were, they were young kids, but bro, you could tell they love going to fires, man. They were, they were grinning ear to ear just like you. So for you to, to push yourself, I mean, you always have to be on for them
1: without a doubt man I, just like you said you, you have to be truthful you, you yeah i don't know every single answer i'm an open book and i'm gonna tell you flat out straight out and i'm gonna admit to my rights and my wrongs right off the bat and i'm gonna tell you hey man if we can't figure it out we're gonna find a way to figure this out i mean there's just no way to be to beat around the bush man you gotta be an open book and be mindful and honest yeah so i mean these guys come at you with, with a specific question and say hey should i leave or should i go i mean i had a guy the other day just asked me, He goes. me, he asked me he goes hey can you i got three questions for you man can can you tell me why you you like being here i'm like flat out i'm gonna tell you straight up i love my adrenaline rush i love making people smile 100 and i just like and i just like being around the people that i work with i said other than that man man, because he had contemplated on leaving because of the fact that he's getting that you know the complacency he wants to be doing more i said hey flat out dude you can ask for a shift change you can uh you can always go somewhere else. Don't let this department hold you back. I mean, you're you're a young guy, and the thing is, we're hiring guys now with degrees. Yeah. For them to, for them to be with us, I mean, God, I, I take it as a blessing. So, man, these guys are smart. They're sharp. They, they know what they want. I mean, and uh, if you can't give them that, man, we're, we're just going to see them right out the door, and, and we're going to hate ourselves for it.
0: So talk to me about that a little bit because we were talking, we kind of talked on that before we started recording and it was, it made for an interesting conversation. And I'm glad that we were starting to go in that direction is, you know, so much of mentorship and so much of being a solid foundation for these younger guys is endorsing them and giving them what they need. And sometimes the current position they're in doesn't give them what they need. And we can't be selfish to hold people back Talk to me a little bit about that. You lost one of your hard chargers, right? Because he wanted to yeah. do more. And I've
1: lost a couple of them, and I can't complain.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and t- but talk about that. What do you mean you can't complain? Talk about that.
1: You know, they love the job. I mean, they found themselves at a at a spot where you know what, uh, they're just not getting enough what they need, and as I can't, I can only provide so much. Yes, like, I right. have a limit myself. Without diving into my own pockets, without a, uh, you know getting ourselves into a situation where we're really going to really screw up. I cannot give them everything they need. And you know what? And there's other departments that can, I mean, when, when we have a burn building that we can't use, I mean, I'm sorry, man. And these guys want to just practice and stretch lines and, you know, yeah. fight fire. And I mean, right. they're, they're going to seek it elsewhere. Yeah. And for me to and hold, hold them back for, for just to say, Hey, well, no, we, we've invested time and money into you. No, no, I'm, I'm never going to do that. Yeah, you know, There is no need for, for me to say, hey, you cannot better yourselves. You need to stay here at this department. No, hell no.
0: I think the most important thing you can do for your people is to endorse them and to exactly. give them everything you can to let them and make them better. And if that means that they have to leave – because they need more, want more. Say it's, uh, you guys are straightforward firefighting town and maybe the kids, uh, he wants to get into technical rescue. Right. And like, the only place you're going to get that is the city, you know, the bigger cities or something like, you know, that's where we can't become selfish in holding them back from their own career or desires because it's easier or better for us. I've lost a lot of friends throughout, uh, every stage of my life because they've moved on to challenge themselves. And, You know, maybe years ago, I would have had a different point of view of like, no, man, stay, stay, you know, but that's a selfish point of view. And now that I look back at it, man, I I want, you know, like in my volunteer department, I get asked by every single guy to be used as a reference. Uh, Every young kid that's trying to get hired somewhere is like, hey, hey, Jay, would you? Would you mind if I put you down? I'm like, absolutely. You guys can all use me as a reference. I speak very highly of you guys. Whatever I can do to support you guys, absolutely. Do I want them to leave my home? No. Do I want my nope. every day to change because they're they want to leave and do something else? I could be selfish and be like, bro, it's not a good decision for you. It's not a it's not a good place. No, man. Let them go. You gotta let your exactly. people want more. Don't hold them back and stifle them.
1: I agree 100% on that, man. And, and one of the biggest compliments you could ever receive is when they get to that town or wherever they're going to is to hear somebody on their side say, hey, man, you taught them well. Oh, that's
0: awesome, isn't it?
1: That is the that is the best feeling ever, man.
0: Yeah, best for sure. Well, because, listen, you're pouring it all in, brother. Like, I've seen it. I yep. I saw you mentor these, these two guys when we were there, and they looked at you. Like you of, of importance, and, and and I don't mean that in a bad way, and I'm not saying like on a on a pedestal type <laughs> of thing. It's more of like just an unbelievable respect for how you conduct yourself and carry yourself, and I think that's the ultimate compliment, right? And so yeah. you know that's fun, man. So in 15 years, you've seen a lot of guys come and go. Um, oh yeah. But do you enjoy when you get that new round of guys back in again? It kind of like I love does, it. Does I that like it. reignite your passion in a way?
1: it does every single time we get a new set of group I, sometimes they come in like oh here we go again but man it reinvigorates <laughs> me it reinvigorates me like you wouldn't believe I, like i said man i like to stay on top of these guys i'm a bigger boy you know what i mean I, i'm 41 years old and i'm right behind these guys toes and hell like, yeah shit, how's this guy how's this guy staying with us man i'm like Dude, I've been doing it for a while. So I love it. Keep up, man. Let's keep on going. <laughs> that's so cool,
0: man. I love that. But that's yep. that's the fun part about it, man. And that's the fun thing, yep. too. in 15 years on the job, you're still riding that back step. So that kid's got six months on or, or five years in. You're doing the same exactly. job he is, man. That's fantastic. I yep. love that. That yep. that. Because that sets the tempo. You set the pace. And the thing yep. is, is in 15 years, you could start to get complacent or you could start to slow down or you could start to want to wean off you know the uh, the monotony of the going on the same bullshit calls all the time, and if you start showing a different love for the job, they emulate that. They they see that, Correct. and then they feed off that. And so, I think the challenge for the for the older guy is just as difficult, if not harder, than the younger kid.
1: Without a doubt, it is, man. I mean, because you have to make sure that. I mean, you just want to do right. That's all it is. You just want to make sure everything is done correctly and that they're okay. And that's my biggest thing. Is like I tell these guys, like when you when you come on a shift. Not only are you going to be learning lessons on firefighting and just doing the job, but you're going to be learning a ton of life lessons. Yeah. So we want to make sure that you're all right. That's the biggest thing.
0: you 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 know maturity. I, I did a podcast earlier this morning too uh, with Corley Moore, and uh, we were chatting about a couple things, and we hit on maturity and how over time in the job, you know, you mature, and uh, and so you know where you are the day you walk in the door is a very typically a very different place them when you leave and and the journey that you have in between those two bookends if you will and you know maturity is a big thing and it comes with time and experience and it's the only way you can get it and uh you know and so for you to be that that guy that gets to ride that back seat with that new kid that's got to be a lot of fun man i can can just picture that kid looking over at you being like oh shit i got like the senior guy riding with me that's a lot i just it's it's fun
1: I'm going to tell you this, man. I'm a fucking goofball, man. Nah, Dude, I love I, that. Uh,
0: <laughs> you got to be, right? I mean, it's yeah, because it's you en- be, it's, it's because you enjoy it, right? Because you love it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, like I said, man, I go to work in a happy mood, man. I get there an hour before freaking shit starts. I kick my legs up. I'm reading a book. I'm drinking some coffee. I'm good to go. That's how much I love my job. I've been showing up early ever since I started. Yeah. So that just tells you, like, man, if this guy can do it, anybody else can do it. And then it's a hell of a, I mean i expect nothing but fun when i go to work yeah it might be a hard day it might be a bad day it might be a good day it might be a small day you know what i mean but regardless of what at the end of the at the end of the day just like you said a while back the job is freaking still good man yeah. regardless of what
0: why not right and if it's yeah, not exactly. if it's not if you got struggles and you're in a place where you're not happy there's things you can do about it you are not stuck what? you know yep there's things you can do. Yeah, for sure. So take me down the road of training. I know, you know, your passion for these young guys and and setting the example and, and, and pushing them to uh, push themselves to be better, make the department better. I mean, that's very important to you. But a lot of that comes through training. And your association with the Fools and your love for the Fools, I mean, that's what that's really based upon is camaraderie and training. You guys do conferences. You travel around the state. I think you've been to other states. I know – that training is super important to you where does that come from where's the love for for training come from
1: and the, the the it's all a bit it's all knowledge based i mean you just want to know more i mean if you're in this job there's you know once you know the basics you want to know some of the tricks of the trade and and that's where it comes from i mean for me to show these guys something like i start off with them like hey give me a list of stuff you want to train off right off the bat i need five different subjects that you guys want to really work hard on. And I give them my five golden rules, which are like, you know, the, the, the gold standard of what I consider to be part of the firefighter's first, first job, you know, so I want them to stretch line, flow, move, throw ladders, force doors, and then conduct a hell of a search. So, I uh, mean, I just want them to be better than when I was, I mean, for me to go out there and just constantly learn, that's all I want to do is just learn as much as I possibly can. I mean, but there's got to be, there's, who...
0: but there's got to be some selfishness for you too, right? Because like it it's is. it's one thing to to learn and train and uh, go to a weekend and get reinvigorated, right? Whether it's the training aspect, yeah. the hands-on, or the lecture series, or the camaraderie that comes along with all of that. But it's not just for you to take back and give it to these guys, right? I mean, no, there's got to be more to it for you.
1: It's it's also to test myself, yeah, to see how good I'm 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 progressing. If I if what I'm teaching is not the correct way. If I can't do it myself, then shit, I shouldn't be teaching it. You know what I mean? So if it doesn't work in, in in a functional aspect on my behalf, I mean, I can't teach it because it doesn't work. So I have to make sure that, you know, whenever you go to a, a seminar, they tell you straight up, hey, this is a way, not the way. Yeah. And uh, you have to learn from that. You have to be like, okay, I can take tidbits and work with it. And then the rest of it, I just got to throw out back that or just put in the back pocket just to say, hey, okay, I have an idea. But, you know, it's it's mainly to see how far I've progressed and how I'm doing amongst myself.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. I think that, uh, it, that what that is right there is just accountability. I mean, yes, you know, is. you, you got to look in the mirror in the morning and you got to look in the mirror at night. And, you know, I mean, listen, I have found times in my, in my tenure that I have become complacent in training and you think you, you know, oh, I've been doing it a while, like, you know, no big deal. And then... And then you get to something and all of a sudden you go, holy shit, am I rusty? Or holy shit, did that that door didn't go the way it was supposed to? Or that kid just kicked my ass throwing that 28 or whatever it was, right? And then I'm like, yep. you know, that's where that accountability kicks in. And you can, you can play the card of like, well, hey, man, I've been doing this a long time. Like, it's my turn to start slowing down. Or you could play that other card – and push yourself and hold yourself accountable and say, no, 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 no. I still got to do the same job that kid does, whether he's 24 and I'm 45. If we're wearing that same shield and, and riding in that same position, the job needs to be done the same.
1: Yep. Exactly. Right. And, and, uh, as far as, uh, what you're talking about accountability, man, it's all based upon yourself. It, it, I, I get it, man. We all go through those little motions of like, oh, man, I just want to chill for today. I don't want to really focus on anything else. But you know what? The job has to be done one way or another. So you might as well just get out there and do it once or just talk about it. So, man, it's just, it's it's all based on yourself just to make sure that you know how to do it correctly. And like, man, for me, holy smokes, man. I'm mean, like These young bucks, like I say, man, they they keep me on my toes. So I better be good at what I do.
0: I love that. These young bucks. I, I, I wrote down young bucks and like circled it, underlined it. I, I just, but it's, it's so appropriate for what you're talking about. And when you say it, you're smiling and laughing and feeling that passion that you have for it is just so much fun. Um, what else? I mean, let's, so the training aspect of it, the fools, right? The camaraderie talk about like your network. I mean, you've gotten to meet a lot of guys you've gotten to, um, I know you're active. I mean, you send me messages every once in a while on social media. If something catches your eye, you know, something catches your ear or something. You're always like, Hey, that was good or whatever. Like what is, what does that influence do for you too? I mean, you know, you're friends with a lot of guys across the country, uh, conferences. You like to go to conferences, like, I know that recharges you and all that, but like, what about that? Like, what, how then, important is that to you?
1: The network of people that I've, I've been blessed to meet, man, and just, you know, and befriend, man. It's just amazing to me because if I have any type of question, I can go to a specific person and ask them how they do a, a certain thing a certain way. I mean, that's the best part about just going to these things as well. And I like man, befriending people, you know, just kind of just saying, hey, man, I got buddies everywhere. And not just buddies, they're fucking, they're freaking brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I can count, I can count on them for anything. Uh, giving, giving me some type of feedback or what they saw something that I did was wrong. Oh, I love it, man. Let me know what I'm doing wrong, and uh, we'll go ahead and fix that. And the same, in, same goes in return. It doesn't have to be over social media to kind of blow up, uh, blow up the spot and just kind of kill your vibe. But they can send you a private message, and then it's it's the best thing in the world. Uh these, these I mean I love like just the fact that I got to meet you, man. Oh God, I never thought I would have talked to you guys, you know, but man, we had a freaking blast on that gazebo like you talked about. Yeah. Uh I I got to have dinner with Rob, you know, Devin got to go hang out with Jake. I mean, God, it's it's a it's an unbelievable experience when you get to you know, extend your arms and outreach to brothers everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is it is powerful. You gotta you got to be able to give yourself the willingness to do it too. Like you just mentioned before about like asking questions. Like if you had a question where to go to, I think too yeah. often a lot of guys don't ask enough questions. And, and at times we, we vilify people for asking questions.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt, because it, you, you're you expected to know everything and which you can't, you just can't know everything. You don't have a book in front of you. You're not a, you're not the Google in your head and stuff like that, man. It's, you gotta ask everybody how they, how how they do things,
0: yeah yeah it's a it's it's super important, but I think that that you know the 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 ability and willingness to let your guard down a little bit to say like hey man, I'm going through this, you got some ideas or opportunity or you know ideas or thoughts about how I can combat this or deal with this you know that there's a there's a sense of vulnerability that you put yourself out there a little bit too, but I think that what's what's great about that is when you be able to surround yourself with, with different guys that have similar uh, similar ideology of what the job's about and in, in the bigger picture, and it's not just about showing up at the firehouse, going out on runs, and going home. There's a lot more to it. I I, I firmly believe that the fire service and the brotherhood and sisterhood, it's a lifestyle. It is not they something do. that you could turn on and turn off. Um, and if you do, hey, that's how it works for you. But I, mm-hmm. I would challenge to say that you're not dialed in like like many that live it as a lifestyle.
1: Yep. You're, you're right on with it. And uh, man, I just find it uh pretty peculiar that, uh, that for the people who do that, I mean, I love keeping in contact with everybody. Yeah. If, even if it's just a message a day, a message here, a message there, my, my COVID class of 2020, I believe man, they have a freaking group chat. And every once in a while, that thing goes off the wire. I mean, everybody's just contacting each other and talking to each other. And a lot of these guys have split town. So, I mean, for them to keep in uh, constant contact like that, man, it's a, it's a blessing, man. I mean, it's fun to see these guys still interact and get a hold of each other and uh, and talks amongst themselves, man. It's it's a blast, and for me as an instructor to be a part of that group, man, I love it, man. It's it's a it's a that you know you did something right when they're still talking to each other, so it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And I have to think, like, for you, do you ever get a chance to just kick back and just do like that thirty thousand foot view from above and just look down and go, man, this is, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? If you have this, if you do have a second to just sit back and look over your career, the impact you're making, the training you do, the young guys that you've, you've been able to work with and, and talk to and educate, like, what does that look like to you? I mean, are you just, are you, I, I know how much you love the job, but how important is that to you? I mean, do you ever think about like legacy and, and what you've done? and then what that looks like down the road.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of, every once in a while I, I think about that and stop and just kind of ponder about, I watch these guys work, and I'm like, man, these guys are doing what I taught them, and it's it's pretty, ama- it's an amazing feeling.
0: Excuse it's, watch my language, but it's fucking awesome, brother. It, it is, is so it fucking is. cool to it, have that it, moment. Biggest, yeah, the biggest, uh,
1: one just recently, man, I had a I had a guy come in there, he wanted to do some force blunter training. I told my rookie, it's like, I'm sorry, dude, today's your day, you're teaching this class. And everything I taught him, he went over and I was just like, God, that's, that's what it's about. He's doing what I, you know, he's doing everything I taught him. Uh, he is sitting and, and meeting every expectation I gave him and he's doing it. He's freaking doing it. And he's doing it like he's batting a thousand pretty much is what he was doing. So I was just like taken back by just watching him back. I'm like, God, man, it's, it's a, it's a hell of a feeling, man. It's a great feeling. That's cool.
0: That's cool. Well, it's well-deserved. And, and the reason why I asked that question is truly a lot of guys that are similar to you don't often take enough time to relish and enjoy what they've been able to do or the impact that they make because they're too busy making that impact that they don't even recognize the contribution they're, they're paying forward. And so I just was going to say to you, um, take a few moments every once in a while and enjoy the ride also. Because typically guys that work so hard at paying it forward and, and making it better, you often miss the fun of it along the way because you're so entrenched in everybody else. So take a few minutes for yourself, James, and and just enjoy it, man, because it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth the enjoyment.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that very much, man. It's a... It's a a fun ride regardless of what it is like you, know, like you say the job's always good man
0: and you're always <laughs> smiling brother i love it yeah well, i gotta so, <laughs> i gotta smile on my face right now i ain't gonna <laughs> well that's cool and you know, this was a long time coming man and i enjoyed the last 45 minutes or so with you it's just been um it's a lot of fun to you know put it on record i mean part of why i'm pushing out these podcasts every day is because i think that people are getting some value out of them and I'm having these conversations anyway, you and I would chat anyway, eventually. And it's like, well, why not just record the conversation that we're having? I mean, you know, I, I have conversations like this all day long with guys. And so it's I was amazing. like, you know, for me, uh, it is amazing. I, I am truly blessed and and to have the ability to have the network that I've become a part of the, the fabric of that in a way. And, and so for me, it just means the world. And if, if i can add a little bit of value through a conversation that i have with a brother that i'm getting something out of and and enjoying that fellowship and camaraderie then why not share it right yeah
1: it, it's a, it's amazing man i listen to you guys all the time and it i the, the joy that i get out of listening is that's my recharge for a daily aspect man you know
0: wow, every day i you. get
1: a little it's it's amazing. So thank you guys for what you guys do because it's amazing.
0: Ah, that's that's awesome. I appreciate that. That means that means more than you ever will know. And and when people say kind words like that, um, I don't I don't receive them easily, but uh, I certainly hear them and uh, I feel that. And uh, thank you because that's what pushes us to keep pushing this stuff out. So. Listen, man, I appreciate you. I know um, I know your love for the job is second to none. And I just want to say, keep it up. You're making a difference. You're making this job better. And, frankly, every time I see a picture, I smile because you're always smiling. So Thank you. stay in love with the job, brother. I mean, it's just uh, you're doing a great job. And keep pushing those young kids to be bigger, be better, and uh, to push this job forward. That's what it's all about. You got it, buddy. I appreciate you. Thanks for the uh, thanks for your time today. And uh, stay right there. I'm, oh, if anybody wants to continue the conversation with you, is there an email address or some way they can get a hold of you or your social media that they can reach out and say, hey, James Denny, I got a question for you.
1: Oh, Facebook, James Denny is my name. You can't miss it. Uh, you'll see my picture up under with that smile that he's talking about. <laughs> Instagram it's, it, Instagram is Bombero, B-O-R-D-E-R, Bombero, B-O-M-B-E-R. Uh, you can find me there as well.
0: man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll share it too in the, uh, we'll share it also in the, uh, in the narrative of the podcast and so on. So thank you, brother. If anybody's got any other know. questions or, or they want to continue the conversation with James, feel free, man. This guy loves talking about the job, loves doing a job. So he's there, James, stay right here. I'm just going to sign off and then we're going to, we're going to chat for another minute. All right. So yes, sir guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of national fire radio on the audio platforms. We absolutely appreciate Our community, the people that listen to our content and the podcast, it means the world to us. Uh, We're happy to do this. And like we've been talking about, we've been trying to push out a new episode every single day, Monday through Friday, to just keep talking about the job. Because when we talk about the job, we make the job better. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.